Hello and welcome to this Royal College of Physicians podcast on the RCP Chief Registrar Programme. This podcast will be brought to you in three parts and you will hear from two alumni Chief Registrars, Will, myself and Lily, talking about our Chief Registrar year and the experiences we had on the programme. How much of the Chief Registrar Programme then stays with you? Mm. Like there, there are lots of things that started off as ideas for projects with for me in 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 the chief registrar post for example so i'm i'm very interested in the the interface between pathology and clinical medicine um and you know thinking about things from uh, from multiple angles things like you know the finance implications as well as um you know clinical quality and assurance um and i think as i went through the year you you do also get an appreciation that it's not just about the project this is also about how you are going forward because i think I, I guess we're, we're coming on to where we've gone since the since the chief registrar year, um, and I think a lot of the things that I started becoming interested in as as the chief registrar have really kind of helped me focus on where my career is going next. And it's not just that it ends; you you, you get to the end of the chief registrar year and then it stops, and it's like a, a, a switch that is now off, and you're back to just being how you were before in a, in, in clinical training. I mean, the, the the year changed me as a clinician. Um, I learned a huge amount and also it it really helped me, I think, crystallise my interests going forward. Yeah, I would definitely say the same. And I think one of the most powerful things that the Chief Registrar Programme have taught me was, you know, we're very good at looking at sort of patients holistically and taking into account sort of what their home situation is like, what their various different relationships are like and how that influences, um, you know, their perceptions of disease, the disease itself um, and, you know, likelihood of taking particular treatments, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't often do anything similar with our colleagues. Um, and it, there is unfortunately the perception of how you should manage, which is just to make people do particular things. And if, mm-hmm. if if they don't do those particular things or they don't do them in the way that you want them to, then, you know, they're being non-compliant. They're, they're deviating from, um, you know, the behaviour that that you set as standard. Whereas actually it's a lot more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um and we're just you're not using the same skills that you would in clinical medicine actually to to be empathetic towards your colleagues and to try and understand why people behave in the way that they do and sometimes you know they're behaving the way that they do because you're behaving in a particular way um, yeah. and it's certainly that makes it sound very scary i think it may, <laughs> <laughs> which is not what i intended at all but i think it, it gives you it gives you a chance to sort of sit back and think yeah. actually yeah human interactions especially in healthcare, are incredibly complex and it it gives you not only an appreciation of that, but it starts giving you some of the tools to be able to basically change the way that you approach certain situations in the future and improve your skills so that hopefully, you know, and that is all about improving patient care as well, um, because when people work better together, patients get better care. Absolutely. And and like we were saying earlier about the, what comes from the modules, what comes from your actual day-to-day experience, which is completely unique to your role, all of it is as much your own development and recognising what makes you tick and how you work and how you can be most effective in roles. Absolutely, you don't always get it right. 
but equally as much trying to get insight into others, trying to just see that wider picture of how an organization works and what the particular challenges are in, in your location and how they change. You know, again, it's going to diff, differ depending on where your chief registrar post is. We were both in very large organizations and you have you have a mixture of being able to see, um, you know, things at a local level as well as things that are happening over a, you know multiple sites which which is incredible to experience but equally there's so much you learn just at the at a local level even if you're just in you know one hospital this is going to give you a, a unique experience and a unique insight into other roles in the hospital what else is going on and where the priorities lie um, to try and help build those bridges and it doesn't stop at the end of the chief registrar year these are skills that you you take on as a person and I can't think of anything else in my any other time in my medical training where you've had there's such a focus on it and you've had the opportunity to really develop and improve because without a doubt I, I'm not the same person I was before the chief registrar here. <laughs> yeah I, I would agree and you know there's there's lots of quite a lot of the reading that you the extra reading um, mm. given um, for for each of the study days you know there are there's usually some pre-work which is required of you and then there's you know this is you know there's some there's some other there's some other reading which you know mm. essentially sort of greatly improve sort of what you take out of the day and then there's you know if you've got time um reading and i think it's you know i didn't i didn't have the chance to do the the sort of the extra reading most of the time throughout, mm. throughout the year but certainly you know, I kept a note of the things that I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. And I've yeah. actually been able to go back to it later. Um, and, you know, so the the changes that started during that year for me are are still are still ongoing. Um, and I think that's the way that it differs from other courses where, you know, you're set up to pass an exam at the end. This is very mm -hmm. much not like that at all. And that's one of the beauties of it, because yeah. it's it's about it's about however cheesy it sounds it is about it is about growing as a person it's about mm -hmm. growing as a, a, a clinical leader um and you know as you say that that doesn't that doesn't stop the, the no. stop being a chief registrar no and and i think the things i've come to learn in the time since obviously so much so my role finished um august september 2020 um is you, I, I think I've been very aware of the things that it really has broadened my horizons. You know, you you do engage with a lot more. You also have access to a lot more because you, you know, the RCP faculty, you make a lot of uh, contacts both within the other chief registrars, but also with the the, the people who are teaching you as part of the RCP um, uh, centralized uh, training modules. Um, you make a lot of contacts there you also just get to see a lot more that's going on not just in your organization but elsewhere you know particularly with the rcp and their other some of the other activities they get engaged in whether that's across education quality improvement um uh you know something i i continue to be very interested in and and i i, I is, is part of how I, I kind of continue is things like the accreditation program which is part of the rcp and it's to do with quality assurance within a in a clinical service which you know, is one of the things that now having done the chief registrar role, it's a real interest of mine and that I really want to take forward in my career. And it's it's just crystallising that and and uh, and just having had the exposure that, that mm. leads to that. And the time to learn more about it. Um, as, as we said earlier, there's mm. 
there isn't really another program that you can be in that just gives you that space away from the clinical environment to think about things in that way and learn more about them because you know clinical um you know clinical work and also the rest of life tends to get in the way <laughs> <laughs> absolutely where i i guess the the what we're trying to say in in shorter than the time we've been talking is <laughs> If you have the opportunity and you're interested in leadership and management, this program is fantastic and you should apply. And if you're a trust and you don't have a chief registrar or you don't have enough chief registrars, it's such a good program to invest in. I think you will, you know, that you get something as a chief registrar and I think the trusts, I, I think, also benefit as well. Thank you for joining us for this third and final episode in the RCP Chief Registrar Program podcast. Over the last three episodes, we've aimed to provide an insight into what the Chief Registrar Programme is and entails. But most of all, we hope that some of you will be inspired to apply to the role yourself to become your trust's next RCP Chief Registrar and realise the very unique opportunity this role provides. Thanks again.